team, you're up. You're listening to the movie, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments about the Bush family rebooting itself with Timothy Dalton are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Jeb? Charlton Heston gave me a gun on the stage in front of 15,000 people. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Jeb Bush, right? Yeah. The yeah. Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton of, of Bonds. Bonds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Of Bond actors. He didn't explain under what circumstances he gave him the gun. Maybe he was just on some random stage and Charlton Heston walks up and says, here's a gun. Hold this. <laughs> Hold this. <laughs> it's legal. He, and Charlton Heston did it to everyone he ever met, too. So it's, yeah. like, it's not like a special thing. Not really special. <laughs> I was at line at the grocery store. Charlton Heston came up and said, Hold this. Hold him. Can you I know. get an autograph? Well, first, All right, take this AK-47. Charlton Heston is kind of... Kind of on the cusp of being senile to the point where he shouldn't have a gun at all. Isn't he dead? Oh, he's, he's dead. He's dead now. Oh, is he dead? Oh, good. Yeah. That, that, that would explain any conver- <laughs> that would explain any weird conversations you've had with him recently, Karen. I'll give him he a gun now. He just seems like he's still alive and very near death. He just wasn't so. as responsive as I remember no. him to be. When did he die? Five years ago? <laughs> Some time ago. Honey. Holy shit! <laughs> you know what? In a way, I'm proud that I don't know that. We should do a birthday segment where we mention people and, and try and get us to figure out who's alive or dead. Oh, yeah. You know? I, I, that's called day. me writing the segment <laughs> and trying to figure out if they're alive. Clearly, I've not paid attention to Charleston Heston. Hey, welcome uh, to the movie showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie right. guy's empire. Jump right into our nightmare. The water is warm. You've reached Ground Zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, banter, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from our studio, The Admirals Club, an oasis for weary travelers. They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show every week at themovieguys.net, as well as iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Vimeo, YouTube, Player.fm, TuneIn.com, you name it, there's a ton of places you can find us. And it's free. Wow. Basically, we're out there. And we encourage you to subscribe, especially at iTunes, share and like posts on social media, rate us, leave a review. We appreciate it. And if you do, still. Paul, I'm curious. Yeah. How much would that cost me? Still no charge. Wow. Wow. Uh, we're also a double- bargain. How, how <laughs> much are those chopsticks? <laughs> 29 cents. Man, that's a bargain. <laughs> bargain for me. We're also on WBAD.net Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern and 1 Pacific. Basically, just search the movie guys on Google, Yahoo, or. And we come right up. I'm your host for the hardest working comedy show on the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Bart Caius. I could be the walrus. Wouldn't change the fact that I have to bum rides off of people. Karen Volpe. He's not gone, Faye. He's never gone. (laughs) And Adam Witt. I'm back, Mr. Luthor. Joining us, <laughs> joining us the whole show Woo! in studio is an actor and comedian who's been seen in films like Dumb and Dumber 2, TV shows like Key and Peele and New Girl, and will be featured in the upcoming highly anticipated With Bob and David, coming November 13th to Netflix. It's yeah. John Barinholtz, yeah! everybody. Yeah! yeah. Nice. That, that name sounds familiar. It's uh, He's named after his father. Oh, Mr. Barinholtz. Mr. Barinholtz. <laughs> <laughs> And Bart, that's Bart. That's Bart chewing. In case you think there's like some static or something on the line. He is all about this colored licorice. I don't know what's going on. I, I promise to stop that. All right. As ever, we bring you previews right. of the films that are new in theaters this weekend. Uh, we haven't seen them, just like you. We've just uh, watched the trailers. That's horrible. Oh, hey, there's some good stuff coming up. We're gonna rap uh-huh. about all of them, um, and what you should expect before you lay your money down. 
This week's films include Spectre. <laughs> or what Hollywood has called the most expensive Heineken commercial ever. <laughs> Lunch. Also going into wide release this week, Room. Yeah, that looks good. Yes, but Does first it? up. That did oh, yeah. surprise me, yeah. Hmm. First yeah, yeah, up, yeah. the uh, Peanuts gang gets an update for the 21st century, or at least 1971. <laughs> <laughs> hey, gang, look, there's a new kid moving in. I just hope this new kid has never heard of me. It's not often you get the opportunity to start over with a clean slate. This time, things will be different. Teenage Wasteland? I thought Charlie Brown and the gang were younger. But up to the same old antics, that's, of course, the Peanuts movie. The Peanuts movie. That's what they call it. The Peanuts Not movie. just Peanuts. Yeah, it's not It's not like, uh, it's not Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown, or, or Thanksgiving, it's... Peanuts movie, yeah, but it's about Charlie Brown. It'll be general. Well, then they'll get you know into specific holidays and, and stuff. I imagine they're the thinking franchise. <laughs> they'll address every holiday with movie. <laughs> after Happy time. Arbor Day. No, this <laughs> one he's gonna go after the girl, and there'll be the you know the, the Red Baron stuff. I want to get I'll back to this Heineken things. commercial. Oh dear. About James Bond, because there's yeah. a Belvedere commercial too for vodka. Where she, some woman goes in and orders uh, a martini, oh yeah, shaken, like, yeah. not stirred, and then all hell breaks loose, and then now they're doing Heineken. Well, James Bond movies have always been—they're they're like one of the first innovators in 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 putting products in the movies. I think even way back when, like Smirnoff vodka wasn't advertised until it was in a James Bond movie. Smirnoff oh, really? was in a Doctor in a, No, or something. was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. like putting pussies in there and stuff. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Karen. <laughs> pussy galore. <laughs> oh, putting pussies in movies? I'm just saying, they were right on the cutting edge of putting some pussy in there. <laughs> That's were why we, I go. Were we talking about that? We were now. Okay. <laughs> it's interesting, though. I mean, I don't associate Bond with beer. No. I, I, you, know? you know what? Yeah. It was weird, because when I first saw it, it didn't feel uh, disconnected or disassociated. Yeah. But... Now that that's the branding, then. Yeah, that's because it felt because that that whole line of Heineken commercials, that nutty series of commercials where people are like walking through trains, train cars, and things are going off, and or he goes to a party and there's nutty stuff going on. That's what this commercial is. It's just the nutty stuff is James Bond. He's sharing a drink with the guys eating wings and watching football Sunday at, <laughs> at Hooters, <laughs> well, driving a boat same, through Venice, and same thing, dodging gunfire. Absolutely. Yeah, Do you think they're reaching? Gentlemen. Are they reaching out like to the hipster generation? Do you think he'll grow some sort of like hipster beard or something? Man bun. Kind of like oh, I want to see a James, man bun. James Bond man bun. <laughs> Absolutely. James Bond man bun. <laughs> Peanuts man bun. Well, can you imagine him? Because he can just say shaken, not stirred, which I, nobody's ever stirred a martini in my life. But anyway, like, it's like not really an option. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be that specific about it. Like, beer in a glass. Like, yeah, he's, like, right, gonna, he, he's gonna have to say something. <laughs> beer in a mug. <laughs> frosted mug. Can you have it a frosted mug? Beer. Shake don't shake it. it. Don't shake it. Don't shake it. Shakes up his Heineken. Beer poured, not shaken, please. <laughs> poured, not shaken, please. All right, let's get on to our first film, which, which is not. No. Which is not Bond. Not yet. Okay. okay. Good Lord. No, I'm excited about it. That's pretty exciting. Uh, looking for something to eat up some time between the last Garfield uh, movie and the upcoming Family Circus family movie? Circus. Well, there's the Peanuts movie. Uh, Karen, let's talk about right. it. Hot nuts! Hot nuts, I say. I'm your peanut This man. can't be the right music. <laughs> no, I think this is from the No, no, they're updating That's your new it. theme. I, it it works for me. <laughs> Oh, this is something. 
I'm sure by now everyone's familiar with America's favorite sentient legumes, the peanuts. Join them and their friends, the pistachios, as they try to stop the villainous walnuts gang from infiltrating every cake my grandmother makes. That is uh, not what it's about. Pending. 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 Okay, I take that back, but how is DreamWorks Animation not already developing that? To tell you what the Peanuts movie really is, here's a clip. 20th Century Fox presents From the Imagination of Charles Schultz. Oh, really? I am definitely going to go to that. And the creators of Ice Age and Rio. Okay, well, besides all that, I am definitely going to go to that. Charlie Brown, one of the most beloved clinically depressed, bald, hydrocephalic uh-huh. animated children, takes the big leap from MetLife commercial to the big screen, courtesy of 20th Century Fox Animation and GlaxoSmithKline Pharmaceuticals. And all the Peanuts gang are back, and along with them, their one-note character traits that America's love out of habit. Well, kind of. There's that one that plays the piano. And that's it. Okay. And there's that one with the blanket. Oh, I love him, unless I think too hard. Oh, there's that one with the hair and that dirty kid. Oh, and uh, Peppermint Patty, whose nickname comes from the fact that she's never mentioned peppermints in any way at all. But what would Peanuts be without their most famous character, Snoopy? Horrible. Snoopy is back to continue his fantasy fights with World War One flying ace, the Red Baron, to entertain kids who don't even know who John Stamos is. <laughs> Plus, there's that new kid in school, and he's a girl. No, not Peppermint Patty. I mean, the new kid is a girl, and Charlie Brown is smitten. The perennial and lovable loser decides to change who he is and become a winner, all in the hopes of boinking the new girl in... It's puberty, Charlie Brown! <laughs> That's right, good old Chuck starts noticing girls, much to Peppermint Patty's chagrin. And if you ask me, a whole Peanuts movie dedicated to reaffirming Charlie Brown's sexuality seems to be missing the target. It wasn't Charlie Brown we suspected as being gay, was it? We can't stay here much longer, sir. We'll be late for school. Wow, Marcy, I've never seen it rain so hard. It's raining cats and dogs, isn't it, sir? She called Peppermint Patty, sir. Twice. <laughs> I'm excited for the expansion of the backstories of the characters. Linus now interrupts every scene to turn them on to a new religion. Here's a clip. That's what Scientology. Thought about Charlie Brown. <laughs> the ruining of an otherwise completely viable franchise continues, however, as once again the Peanuts gang is brought to life with all the wrong voices. Here, take a listen to who they have doing Charlie yeah. Brown. Think of all the harm they've done to you, to me. Terminality. Nick Nolte seems like bad casting. That's all we're trying to say. It probably shouldn't have gone. And Nick Nolte as Charlie Brown. <laughs> Charlie Brown has long been a rather introspective young boy plagued by feelings and sensitivities beyond his youth. I just don't understand Christmas, I guess. I like getting presents and sending Christmas cards and decorating trees and all that, but I'm still not happy. I always end up feeling depressed. However, wow. this new Peanuts movie... Damn. <laughs> Dark. Downer. Right? <laughs> Total downer. But the new Peanuts movie seems to forego the cerebral charm of its made-for-TV predecessors. If you really want to impress people, you need to show them you're a winner. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind. I can... Whoa! Yep, kids are getting stupidier. Stupid. <laughs> more more stupid. They're dumber. The film is directed by Steve Martino, who is everyone's favorite funny man, followed by the letter O. 
If this bombs at the box office, the grief will not be good. Yes, but there's hope because the critics are already weighing in on the film and saying. First, November, November. I am already. on record as saying that I don't like children actors today for the reason that children actors act like we think children should act instead of just being children. Like, they're, I'm going to act like a kid. I'm precocious. Like, child actors have studied like a robot other children. Exactly. So I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, instead absolutely. of being a child who acts, they act like a child. Do you know what that was really apparent in was uh, the, the Jurassic World? I have that? not seen it, but I believe you. Oh, my God. Those kids were... It was... And I think that has translated into this franchise, because if you go back and watch the original, it was all about the voices and how genuine and authentic and real those voices were. And I think those kids were regular kids when they were cast, right? I believe they were, yeah. And yeah, now they're the all charm. kids going, I'm going to be... Charlie Brown and I'm gonna be like Take him alarm, See? Done. Listen to Charlie Brown. It's just it doesn't fit. He's it's trying so hard. It's a miscast. I'm just saying it doesn't fit. <laughs> well, I don't think they've had a decent Charlie Brown voice for decades. I I th- this one no. gets a little close. I mean, you know, with Kermit or whatever, you've got some guy who's doing the imitation. And so I just I always just make the leap and I go, all right, it sounds close enough, you know. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree. I think this one's close to it close to it, but I think there were others that were just so far off base, like the previous movies and previous shows. Yeah. They didn't they didn't even try to find a Charlie Brown voice. I am amazed that uh, that these these characters, there's nothing to these characters that I do not <laughs> d- I, I get the appeal because I watched it when I was a kid. Like like when that CBS special logo came on, you're like, alright, it's Charlie Brown time. And cartoons at night, I mean, that's like getting away, that's like cheating as a kid, right? You're like, alright, I'm, I'm winning here. There's cartoons <laughs> on at night. But and these, these characters, I don't get the universe. And who brought you Charlie Brown? Every every Charlie Brown. Mesley? No. Dolly Madison. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Right? right? And she made ju- zingers. She, zingers. Mm. And remember the whole peanut zingers <laughs> yeah, branding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. And it was so hard to find the yellow zinger. Yeah, you could no. get the chocolate zingers. Those were everywhere. Those are great. But you can find the vanilla, yellow, I don't know even what flavor they were, what they were called. I could hear you telling that story in Charlie Brown's depressed voice that you <laughs> played right there. It's just, there's no yellow zingers. I, I was telling I try to enjoy the chocolate zingers, no, but... No. I was telling I Paul that. I said, should we do the whole preview in their patter? Because then you'd have to talk like this for a while. Right? Because <laughs> yeah. then you can't really say everything all at once. I, should, I think you should be more excited about seeing this movie, Karen. I am excited about the movie. Yeah. I'm going to see it. Uh, I got to say that I listen to a lot of Serial and This American Life and uh, all the NPR I'm stuff. I'm for this analogy. Go for and, it. And um, <laughs> they are all about speech uh, imperfections and having qualities about your... In, You're uh, talking about This American Life? This American and Life and the cut talk. Sometimes. And oh, I'm the cut also talk. talking... Is that, is that what it's called? I'm talking about the people who um, just kind of all have their spokal fry and they do their radio shows and they talk like this now. And I think uh, Peanuts is totally reminding me of all that. Uh, I didn't used to talk like this. I didn't used to. That was a problem I, I had with <laughs> reality shows for the longest time is they all talked like that. They all said, well, we were building a motorcycle and we didn't think we were going to get it done. But then at the end, we got it done. It's like they're running out of breath. Wow. Yeah. As an editor, so I can tell you they talked for 10 minutes. And yeah. they're like, we all cut, we have is time for this. You cut out eight minutes in the middle of that. Yeah. <laughs> 
so that's what we did. It's just all speech impediments. That's what the peanuts are. Yeah, Adam, once you brought up on the show, why why peanuts? And that still remains a question. Why are they called peanuts? Do you know why they call it peanuts? Yeah, why? Do you know what they were originally called? No. Little folk. Hot nuts! (laughs) 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 I thought you were going to say little peanuts. (laughs) So it still doesn't even make any sense. No, Charles Schultz, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, called them little folks when he uh, originated the comic strip for newspaper syndication. And some editor somewhere didn't like it, and they sent him a list of names, and they said, we're going to call it peanuts. And he literally just shrugged his shoulders and said, fine. Okay. It's that exciting. (laughs) (laughs) This will be my legacy. (laughs) I think you're either a Marmaduke person. Person or peanuts person. I was Ooh, Marmaduke. No. Really? Is, is Those are the, the two camps. Is that the Beatles and Rolling Stones yeah. of Rolling comics? Stone? Yeah. They were right at the top of whatever paper what you got. Peanuts or what? What'd you say? Marmaduke. Marmaduke. Hmm. Or Blondie. You could be a Snoopy or Marmaduke. Or Hagger the Horrible, I They're guess. Well, I'll tell you why I, I like Blondie. Going, Blond- I like Blondie because Dagwood is a role model. She's he hot. would either be sleeping or eating or chasing <laughs> a woman. <laughs> 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 That's the best. He's the greatest. I don't know. Hey, Remember he's no, Henry? he's no. Uh, what was that dog? That that little British dog that it was the worst cartoon ever. Little British wiener dog. Rin, no. Oh yeah, I know uh, what you're talking about. Bassett, not Fred. Fred Bassett. Love yeah, is. Yeah. Oh my god. Love um, <laughs> I gotta say, Mary Worth. I really Mary Worth. I, I uh, Rex Morgan, MD. There are some <laughs> terrible ones. I can't. It's shocking. Just... Comics still exist, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I mean it's kind of weird. Like. Haven't we? When was the last time you like? When was the last time you read the comics? I looked at an Archie comic today. I was in a waiting room and there was an Archie from 1990. Wow, was that ever funny? No, but they're hot. They're right. Veronica and Betty are hot. Oh yeah, drawn very well. But newspaper comics. (laughs) I mean, come on. Hey, you know what's funny about Love Is or Hagar the Horrible? That guy has to get an idea today. He has to have an idea. He has to have an idea. Gets in trouble. Gets his ass beat by Sarge. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going with that for just for today. All right, so I have a very personal story. I have a very personal peanut story that changed my life. (gasps) Say peanuts real fast because it sounds like penis, and I just think that's I have a personal uh, penis story. So. Uh, picture adorable little Karen, and she's tiny. Done, I got don't it. Know, <laughs> I don't know how old you are when you still wet the bed and you shouldn't be. 17. I was 17. <laughs> and um, so I still had trouble with that concept. And so my mom, she just needed something to get me to stop wetting the bed. And someone said, go out and buy her sheets of her sa- her favorite <gasps> character. And so they bought me peanuts sheets, but they made sure they're big because Snoop- I love dogs. So they got big Snoopies with the main feature on it. And then my mom, I remember she would tuck me in and say, now, don't get Snoopy don't wet. Piss on Snoop- don't oh. pee on Snoopy. Oh, and I would be like, <laughs> right, I won't. And I never peed wow, the bed again. Really? Yes. Wow. And well I, done. And I don't also, think I have those sheets anymore, but they did change my life. You also don't entertain any fantasies about being peed on or peeing on people, <laughs> no. right? No. <laughs> it worked. It's not happening in the bed. <laughs> and it goes back. No, yeah. there's nothing that. It worked. My sexual fantasy is to not be peed on. <laughs> when Karen <laughs> wears her Snoopy <laughs> underoos to bed, Paul knows what the rules are. <laughs> don't pee on me. That's right. Uh, all right. So I think we're all looking forward to seeing at least Snoopy, right? Yeah, Snoopy's sure. the best. There's, there's plenty the of Snoopy. Baron, though. He's the Han Solo of the thing. He yeah. Needs, that's he needs true. Him, yeah. Right. That's true. Han Solo. All right. Let's get on to our next film. No. All right. No? No. no there are three movies. There's another one before we get to that. Uh, our next film has already seen a limited release in theaters, but opens to wide release this week and is called Room. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Not, not that room. Not that room. <laughs> this is going to happen a lot, isn't it? I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. 
Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> All right, this uh, this room, (laughs) absolutely right. What you think was going to happen? I I, when uh, before I moved out to uh, Los Angeles, I was in Chicago, and it was my last week there. And the room had just kind of gotten to Chicago. Yeah, and there was like a few DVDs going around, like the improv community. And my future roommate Nella, who I was driving across the country with uh, the following week uh, in Chicago, uh, this guy Nicky Hart. He had a DVD of it, and it was like it was gold in Chicago. If you hadn't yeah, seen it, yeah. it was like being passed around. And one night, I was leaving Improv Olympic, and it was like eleven thirty. It was in like Wrigleyville in Chicago, which is a safe neighborhood. Yeah, and unless there's a Cubs game, unless yeah. there's, 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 <laughs> then all bets are off. The, the Cubs are away that weekend. Okay, okay, yeah, safe. Um, safe. But uh, he had that DVD. And I was like, hey, buddy, can I can I borrow that? And he was like really hesitant to give it to me. He's like, just don't. I can't lose. It's the only copy. I was like, "What's going to happen to me? I'm not going to fucking like lose your DVD." So he he gave it to me, and I walked home, and I got held up at gunpoint <laughs> in front of my door. There's like a string of uh, like improvisers getting robbed in Wrigleyville. Oh my god! And oh, that's awful. I it is. They got my wallet, and they got like a pop pipe I had on me, and my phone. You were holding that for a friend too, right? <laughs> holding yeah. the pop pipe for a friend. Yeah. Yeah. And they and and the guy was like, "What's that?" I was like, "It's a DVD of a really bad movie." And he's like, "Hand it over." No! So, like, so there's like these like three like ghetto dudes. Like I just I picture like they went back to their house and they put this movie in and had no idea what. The yeah, yeah. That's such a white phenomenon, right? Like making fun of that movie and laughing at this. Oh god! Oh my god! What the hell is this? And of course, Wait, I had you t- told him it was bad. I, I I told him it's a DVD of a really bad movie. I was like, I, I was so tired and I was like thinking about all the pack. I still had to do and I was less scared and more just like really annoyed that it was like oh, there's nothing I can do here yeah. Yeah. and I just gave him everything and yeah and now you're gonna have to go get a new license you have things before to do. I move and like uh, yeah. was, that was Horrible. a huge headache That's but a headache. I just love the fact that they stole the room from me <laughs> <laughs> My friend Nick like somehow still doesn't forgive me. Oh my god, that's amazing. He doesn't believe you. Yeah, yeah. It sounds, it oh, sounds yeah, yeah. like yeah. totally BS. Like I, I took that DVD and like gave it to all my friends. I, I got robbed. That's amazing. Where's my sure. DVD? You sure. won't believe this. I got held up at gunpoint and they took your DVD. I have, no, we had a, a break in once at a storage unit when we were working on a cruise ship. We came back and found that they took all our CDs. But you know they got the they got the Beatles. They got Elton John. But they also got my voiceover demo, so enjoy that. <laughs> and they also stole our answering machine back in the day when your recorded message was still on it. So they have an answering machine of me being like, hey, hey. you've missed Karen and Paul. Karen and Paul. Ah, <laughs> leave a message. Enjoy, douchebags. So anyway, anyway, needless to say, this room is a lot different than Tommy Wiseau's uh, Masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is a searing drama starring Brie Larson, America's favorite actress, who's also a cheese. I treat you like a princess, and you stab me in the back. All right, enough. Bart, let's talk about it. Here we go. And the nominees are Room. Kidnapping, rape, and child endangerment can mean only one thing. Oscar season has finally begun. Oh, (laughs) for a second there, I thought you were going to make a Bill Cosby joke or something. Human hardship season (laughs) continues with the story of a woman, let's call her Ma, because the movie does, who is kidnapped, raped, held captive, and forced to give birth to the product of her rape, her son Jack. Well, the Academy can't exactly nominate Ant-Man now, can they? (laughs) Talk to me like that. You should tell me everything. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know, Paul, this movie might not be the big old downer you think. 
After all, Wikipedia uses the phrase itching to get out in describing their desire to break the bonds of enslavement and captivity. Just think how different your expectations would have been if you were told that Schindler's List was about a bunch of people at a camp who were just itching to get out. It's the gripping and suspenseful story of how a mother and son's relationship is forged by a unique seclusion when they are locked away without seeing the world for seven years in a room so small it would only cost 3200 a month in Manhattan. Oh, not bad. No, Thank you, Holly. This is a beautiful party. You invited all my friends. Good thinking. All right, stop. It. <laughs> it's so bad. It's, it's the best. It's, so it's the best. Ma learns that old Nick, her abductor, is about to lose his house and sub subsequently the shed that she and Jack are being held captive in to foreclosure. Hmm. Convinced that old Nick would kill them both instead of letting them go free as a result of his pending foreclosure, she devises a plan to sneak Jack out of the room by faking his death. See? Banks aren't all bad. She teaches her son that room is the world, and that's all there is, and that everything on TV is imaginary. So wait, is this an instructional video on how to raise your child or what? I'm confused. If a lot of people love each other, <laughs> the world would be a better place to live. Okay, thank you. You know, it's hard to complain about any aspect of this incredible story, and yet there is clearly one executive in Hollywood who thinks audiences will be confused if the title is more than one word or four letters. All I'm saying is, room I lived in when I was kidnapped is perfectly clear and can't be confused with DreamWorks' home by six-year-olds. <laughs> Look for the names Brie Larson, Jacob Tremblay, and Joan Allen when it comes time to pass out awards. No, I mean look closer because there's two more months of this depressing shit. <laughs> I have an announcement to make. We're expecting. <laughs> so, uh, stuck in a room watching TV all day, not going outside to play? Talked about ripped from today's headlines. There you go. Oh. Oh, Paul, uh, this Jazz. is uh, a real movie, by the way. Room. Based yes. on a book. Yeah, book Thank you. Based oh, is it really? A, it's based on a book. Oh, a novel. Really now, I don't know if it's based on a true story. I sincerely hope not, because this sounds right. horrible. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing. I thought it was based on a true story, and then I realized, oh, it's just because the world's horrible. Uh, like, just like, because <laughs> yeah. it's only because stuff kind of like this has already happened. Yeah. yeah. I want to say that the movie guys are here to not only entertain, but also educate, and they just educated mm. me a little bit, because mm. I thought that when I watched the trailer that she was there with a little girl. And that is a little boy. And thank yeah. God, because I was like wondering in my head, are we going to see her be raped? Oh, God. And but normally, I'm glad it's a little boy. I thought boy. you were thinking, thank God, because that's one ugly little girl. Uh, and that, too. And normally I'd be annoyed. Like, I think you get a haircut. I'm trying to do I understand. But you know when you're locked in a room for yeah. seven years, yeah. you, get, you, get a a you get a pass on the grooming. Just the saying. kids in Jurassic World have no excuse to have the same floppy hair from Liar Liar and every yeah. kid. Yeah. Shame, yeah. Yeah. Shame, Shame on them. Shame on them. Shame on them. Last action hero kid. That's delinquent parenting. Same hair. I also want to put this. I submit to the room. Would it really take a foreclosure to get you to start figuring out a clever way to get out of there. Small uh, disclaimer. I'm not sure that's exactly what happens in the movie. All right. <laughs> that's what happens in the novel. Because I couldn't get enough uh, info ah. from uh, right. from the Wikipedia movie. I'm sure it's something along those lines. But, I but mean, um, it would take me being locked in a room to figure out how to get the fuck out of a room. <laughs> One day, and I'm yeah. like smashing everything <laughs> I'd be, around me. Yeah. I'd this be actually, on it. this actually does look like a, a surprisingly uplifting movie because I, oh, I don't. Yeah. I think I think the bulk of the movie yeah, is them after. after they get out. Thank God. Okay. Yeah. And the kid yeah. has never seen anything. No, so, like, and the he, kid sees grass for the first time, yeah. and he's 
five. You know, it's that's kind of like most kids. They don't see grass till they're five. Right? Well, who was the yeah, girl? That's, that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> Where were the who were the people in Ohio? And what was that? Yeah, exactly. Well, those like two Cleveland, girls. Right? Well, those two girls were six or seven when they were taken, or yeah. even older. Yeah, places. it might even be older. Um, and but then there was the guy in Austria. Who okay, had, that's what this one's based on. Oh yeah, I think so. I think it was Austria as well. Oh, or there was a girl in the backyard that was kept in the backyard <laughs> somewhere in Ohio as well. Um, and she was and she was in a shed, but I don't think she had a kid. You're right. This is too many of these. Yeah, so it's too many. Of these. It has to be based on a true story. Yeah. It's based on several true stories. I would like to it's point out. It's called Tuesday. Three, have three times to Liam Neeson. I'd like to point out again that um, we keep talking about there was a girl who was taken by this guy. Really. Why? What? Women do not take people and put them in sheds. Have we realized no, right. that? It's that, asshole guys. I can pent up sexual phenomenon. frustration. Taking people and putting well, them in sheds. Well, sheds are like a guy thing. <laughs> kind of like the guy space. <laughs> yeah. The man shed. I, I, you're man right. Cave. It's hard to lock someone in a kitchen. <laughs> Tied to a radiator. That's kind of a chick. Thing. It's not so cool to put them in this. They're not putting them in the sewing room. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Josh. Uh, oh, and then just for fun, when I was c- pulling uh, room clips, there was a video just to show you how snarky the internet is. Uh-oh. It was like everything that's wrong with the room. Like, come on, it, yeah. what, like everything, everything is wrong with the it's room. Longer than the movie. You're not impressing well, anybody because they always do like, everything that's wrong with the Jurassic World, or everything that's wrong with <laughs> the Avengers: like Age of Ultron. I'm like everything that has to do with dinosaurs from Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, fuck you and your stupid videos. And now it's like everything that's wrong with the room. All right, you know everything that's wrong with the room. No, that's everybody fucking some... knows. That's why we go to yeah. see the room. God, when Tommy was so screened that for whichever mafia and whichever country he's from, <laughs> that, that fun it is. No, some mafia. Has <laughs> how confused. What is this? He's <laughs> like so confused. Oh. Did he put out a hit on him? Remember that? would be amazing. Uh, so anyway, you will see. Uh, you will see Brie Larson's name at the Oscars. Count on it. Yeah. 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 She will Good be nominated. Yeah, that's, that's going to be great. All right, Adam. Uh, we're finally Ooh. on to the Ooh, one you've been Adam. waiting for. Yeah. And most likely, what will win the domestic box office this weekend is it's already smashed records in the UK. Mm. When an international crime syndicate is threatening the free world, who are you going to call? Have you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? Nice. Diff- sorry, different oh, kind oh, of specter. Okay, yeah. oh. <laughs> for this one, you call Bond. Yeah. James Bond. <laughs> Adam, have you given me the theme to Octopussy? This would be Rita Coolidge. I had it in my head all day. It's on Hulu now. It's <laughs> all psyched up for the bun. Son of a bitch. All right, onward with the preview. It's an old time. Keep that playing. Yeah, I will. Daniel Craig returns as the famous and well-known spy who makes a giant presence of himself wherever he goes with a string of murders and explosions and tells everyone his name twice. So he's really not that much of a spy. Really. <laughs> <laughs> the 53-year-old nice. franchise that invented the reboot continues to reboot James Bond for a record fourth film in a row, adding 007 mythology with a subtlety that has never been a trademark of the series. This time around, they're adding more than trick watches and martini serving suggestions. The 24th Bond film Spectre marks the return of... Spectre, the special, which is an acronym, the Special Executive for Counterintelligence, Terrorism, Revenge, and Extortion, who's as good at crime as they are bad at acronyms. Uh-huh. <laughs> Extortion, really? Showcasing <laughs> that one? You're going to put an E on there? You don't even need it? Okay, anyway. Anyway, if you don't know who Spectre is, uh, this clip of Dr. Evil should remind you. I'm not going to play that. Okay. <laughs> Spectre hasn't harassed 007 since The Spy Who Loved Me. Where did Spectre go for the 30 years? Underground? 
No, it turns out they went through several hundred intellectual property lawyers because another guy wrote Thunderball with Ian Fleming and invented them. But don't expect laps full of cats. That's gone the way of Roger Moore dressing up like a clown or Sean Connery going undercover as the only six foot three Asian with a Scottish <laughs> accent. <laughs> Christoph Waltz plays the villain Oberhauser, reprising every role he's ever played in every movie where he's ever been in. Here's a clip. It was me, James. The author of all your pain. Oh, he plays L. Ron Hubbard. No, that is different for him, actually. <laughs> Not having seen the movie, we can't say for sure whether or not the film itself takes Bond to another level, but we do know that the trailer certainly takes trailer sound effects to another level. And I love movie trailer sound effects. I call this one, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and you'll know why. Get away from me! Why should I trust you? Oh my God. I'm your best chance of staying alive. And you know what? Every single one of those da 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 da's is deserved. There's scenes of helicopters doing barrel rolls, yeah. a sweet-ass new Aston Martin, wingless planes flying through the forest, and a shit ton of really cool explosions. So da 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 da, indeed. <laughs> the wonderful thing, the wonderful thing about Bond movies is that they can only get so dire. I mean, how dreadful and despairing can any situation be with this music? Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Rita Coolidge. Rita Coolidge, kill our. Kill our buzz. You know, Karen, I think your uh, drink may have been spiked with a deadly poison. <laughs> hey, John, your cheese guy is calling. Oh. <laughs> I have to leave in the morning before you, Paul, will have to move cars. <laughs> Where's your bathroom? I gotta take a shit. I stand corrected. <laughs> now, according to IMDb, this installment of James Bond has 007 setting out to uncover a sinister organization. Hmm, unco uncovering a sinister organization. Mm -hmm. Nice try, Bond, but another super spy already did that this year. The syndicate is real. The syndicate is real. Syndicate. <laughs> Shots of Bond Inspector throw back to snow chases from For Your Eyes Only and Honor Majesty's Secret Service with an opening sequence in Mexico returning to where Bond was in License to Kill. So he's running out of places to throw back to. Unless, yes, I'll see you in outer space, Daniel Craig. <laughs> I am not a, I, I'm not against these movies at all and I don't run out to see them but I do want to say the one thing I just realized is that I enjoy seeing snow in these movies mm. like a lot of movies um, I hate snow I'm from Buffalo originally so I don't like it at all but I enjoy seeing it in these movies well that's a that's, there's, there's a few very famous sequences from James Bond that are skiing shooting yeah, fighting great. sequences yeah. and when you look at you know this is the series that started with that chase at the beginning of Casino Royale mm -hmm. and they've taken even their car chases and foot chases and everything so seriously like they're gonna and they know their reputation that for, for the skiing chases it's so good is big like yeah. even people like don't like Honor Majesty's Secret Service they all go but that skiing sequence yeah. is yeah. awesome yeah. so you know? same with the world is not enough yeah. Yeah. is that the one yeah with uh, uh, yeah. Denise Richards as a rocket scientist <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. That, but there's yeah, some there's some badass yeah, he, he, skiing in it. Yeah, he has, or it's a snowboard. Doesn't he take something and use it as a snowboard? Yeah, he it's invents something. snowboarding. Tie yeah, another yeah. day, maybe? He invents snowboarding. Yeah. Let's, get the, let's get the 
disappearing car in the ice palace. Oh, I mean, yeah. They were getting weird. That's, yeah. what, I, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do yeah. like that one, by the way. They get weird. There's something about it. But they get weird. <laughs> they go so long, then they just get too weird. It's like, we got to get a new Bond, because then they'll, yeah. they'll come back to Earth again. Well, speaking of uh, Denise Richards, the Bond girl in this, and I, I don't know, I've, I've been confused by what is the Bond girl, because there's usually a well, there's couple hot chicks, yeah. right? Like a bad and a good. And, yeah, and and they're not both Bond girls, are they? There's only one Bond girl. They call the Bond girl the one he falls in love with, and then the other one is just the villain or okay. the oh. femme fatale. So the Bond girl in this one is Monica Bellucci. Yeah. Berlucci? Berlucci. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Who, um, Bellucci. who is? Uh, she's like age appropriate, right? She's 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 yeah. fifty. She's fifty. And there was an interview well, where to actually fuck Roger Moore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was Daniel Craig's quote. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That there was there was some kind of comment made where a reporter asked Daniel about how does he feel about you know the the age gap that usually exists, but now you have somebody cast, and he said, "You mean mm-hmm. somebody who's cast age appropriate for James Bond to be having a relationship with?" Yeah. She is gorgeous, that woman. See, we're not yes. sexist, Karen. We don't care how old they are as long as they're attractive. And uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you. That's good to know, Bart. That's not sure I, at all. Bart. I'm gonna. It's I'm like gonna, a true you. <laughs> I'm gonna throw this right out. I'm there gonna go for put you. my sex hair on. Uh, see what happens. <laughs> you get your sex hair on because I am almost 100 percent sure that 50 year old Monica is gonna know what to do with a dude way better than 26 year old whoever. Yeah. Because Monica knows what she needs done, yeah. and she's gonna get that done, and take care of him. I. Just say it. I'll sign up for that. Uh huh. So who's the other uh, broad? Who's the other Her lady name is in this? L- Leah Sedu, I think. Because S E D O U Y X or something crazy. Yeah. Gotcha. But um, in a parenthesis symbol. Yeah, she'll be like. The <laughs> <laughs> there's a umlaut. And then there's somewhere. an emoji. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Her name is an emoji. I think she'll. She's, I think she'll be the one who has the bigger adventure. With oh, him, right. she'll yeah. be like the Rosamund Pike. Oh, okay. That's because the older lady has uh, is sexable, but she is sexable, sexy fuckable. <laughs> she's, she's sexable. sexable. <laughs> anyway, she's, but, but she's missing but her boniva. She doesn't have she doesn't have stamina for running. <laughs> her bone strength <laughs> is a little. Bit. <laughs> she's drinking Ensure the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like, and shake it, not I would never stir it. I would never stir it. It says shake on the bottle. You don't have to, don't have to specify things that we would normally do. <laughs> Spaghetti with a fork. Yeah, I know. I know. That's probably how you're going to eat it. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yes. Program note. Uh-huh. Retraction. Uh-oh. Roger Deakins did not shoot this movie. Oh, the greatest, not. perhaps the greatest living cinematographer. Well, he shot Skyfall, look like but it looks like he movie. did. Who yeah. are, uh, Hoyt Van Hoytema? What did shot? The, what did the, who in the what now? Uh, <laughs> who shot Interstellar and some other big stuff? Oh, okay. um, shot this movie because the, the movie still looks great. It those looks Day amazing. of the Dead sequence, which apparently opens the movie, those shots are yeah, just really look, cool. Look great. That's right? what I forget about. Um, sorry, go ahead. No, no go ahead. that's I what did. I forget about Bond movies because I was never a big fan of them until yeah. what was the one before Skyfall. Uh, that Quantum would be Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace. Yeah. Of Solace. Yeah. I remember catching that. I think I saw it in the theater. Good movie. And that's the movie opens up, and every Bond movie apparently opens this way, right? The first ten minutes is just an absolute roller coaster. Thrown into yes. the middle of what he's doing. Yeah. You're like, how am I not watching these things? Yeah. They're the greatest things. Right. And that's the genius of these movies is that if the next hour and a half stinks, you're still so invested because that might happen again at any second, <laughs> yeah. and I don't want to miss it. Happen. And the brilliance of Skyfall is that it happens again at the end. So that movie is bookended with two amazing sequences yeah skyfall has sequences that have never been in any james bond film i mean that's mm-hmm. that's interesting like this one's are going back to the snow and other things they've had other sort of references aston martin and stuff like that but yeah nothing that happens in skyfall has ever been in a james Wait, bond how does movie. skyfall start oh with him getting sh- shot yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah oh yeah, yeah. 
Well, I guess it does begin with. But there, you know, I we goofed on. I wanted to reference Moonraker, but we also haven't seen the underwater adventure with Daniel Craig no, yet. So that, that that could be oh, around yeah. the corner somehow. But Spectre is the classic villain from the John Connery days, so this is cool to. And you you wanted to talk about yeah. why we haven't seen Spectre. This is fascinating. If anybody in the audience does not know. Uh, the the book Thunderball was written. They couldn't get James Bond off the ground at the time as a movie. They had done like a TV movie or whatever, and they thought this would be a good first screen adventure. So he hired a screenwriter to help him after he'd written three or four books to write the screenplay for Thunderball, which then got adapted into it, made into a book. Right. So they wrote the screenplay. The screenplay didn't go anywhere. He turned it into a book, and now that guy owned James Bond 007. He owned everything. They couldn't, they couldn't use the name Spectre because this uh, McClory is the the writer's name owned all this stuff. But it's it's crazy because he'd already invented James Bond. But now th- that's why there's a movie uh, Never Say Never Again with Sean Connery. That's that production company that owned the rights to Thunderball and James Bond and 007, and they just went and made another movie. And it was basically a Thunderball remake. It was a Thunderball yeah, re- remake. <laughs> but isn't that crazy? Now, like, who are you saying owned James Bond this after guy, this? This guy, even after uh, Ian Fleming had written yeah. Casino Royale and, and the first couple novels, they worked <laughs> on the screenplay for Thunderball. He took that screenplay, turned it into a book, and then he owned James Bond. Because Not nothing had sold be, uh, up to that point. Because what? Well, Ian Fel- Fleming's novels existed. Yeah. So yeah. how do you own James Bond? That's what's so weird. Like he's. That how, is. How, really yeah. Weird. How can Ian Fleming write three novels? Of James Bond and then not own James Bond just because this other clown wrote a movie that did became it, a book. Did the guy die and that's how they got Spectre? No, they, they litigated this they for just, 20 years. Right. And in fact, the first hmm. the first lawsuit that came about where they couldn't use Spectre... Take the money, dude. Was uh, litigating about? But if, if you ever seen the beginning... What's the movie where he kills Blofeld at the beginning of it? Just he puts the the rails of the helicopter. Oh yeah, yeah. He dumps them in his smokestack. And it's just like such an fu to like we'll never use that again. That's yeah, the yeah, same that's right. year that that's right. Never Say Never Again. I think it's Octopus. It might have been Octopus. Yeah. yeah. Same year that Never Say Never Again. So it's such an inside joke that that hmm. movie begins with just killing Blofeld really poorly and unceremoniously. <laughs> anyway. And and for the record, the the best one of the best openings in any. Bond is Spy Who Loved Me, right? Because that's not the one that starts with skiing, and he skis right off a cliff, oh, yeah. and then there's dead oh, yeah. silence, and you're like, James Bond's gonna die. The skis fly off, the poles fly off. He's just falling. He's he gonna free die. Free falls for like thirty or forty seconds. Yeah, and then <laughs> pulls the ripcord. British, <laughs> yeah, British flag, flag of a of a parachute. <laughs> da, 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 da. It's the greatest. So great. <laughs> Anyways, we're These all going to see the fun. shit out of this. Yeah, exactly. Karen, you going? After I watch Movie Pass. The there you go. There you go. <laughs> Do you know about Movie Pass? No, what's Movie Pass? Oh. So you pay one monthly fee, you can see a movie a day at uh, any participating theater. In the theaters. So Netflix. almost everything but theaters. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so you oh can go God. to movies even if you're kind of like, I'm not a huge fan of this, but I'll want to see it. So I'll go to this, Sandra Bullock movies, Bill Murray movies. Right ah, there. right there. Yeah. Go to themovieguys.net awesome. if you're listening yeah. and click on the Movie Pass link and learn all about it. Oh, my God. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And yeah, you really uh, cool. you so sign in for the movie when you get within 100 feet of the box office with your phone app. Yeah, you have the app and you and, check in. And um, then that loads the amount of money needed onto that card, and then you just give that to them, and you don't have to have any cash on you yeah, or it's anything. It's a debit account that gets $13 at a time when I go to the theater or whatever. Isn't that cool? That's amazing. <laughs> so, will I, amazing. so will I see I peanuts? That. Yes. Yes, <laughs> because you can. Yeah. I still might go see Goosebumps, because I can. Because you can. Why not? Am I excited? No, right. but it's a movie. That's so far enough. It's also... That, that's that's far enough. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's also nice because it has the app on there and you can just kind of look and you can put in where you are it's kind of like those movie phones and stuff 
but it tells you which ones are available for that movie pass. You don't have to think. You'll just see the ones that are available. Wow. Oh, I love thinking. that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And they had me at it includes the new Beverly. Yeah. And the Egyptian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right, well, listen, let's get on to our guest segment of the yeah. show, because joining us Enough here is an John. actor. Let's talk to John. Let's talk to John. <laughs> uh, John will be appearing in the new and first season of With Bob and David, the new Netflix sketch show from Bob Odenkirk and David Cross. So John Barinholtz, everybody. Yeah. yeah. I'm a hero. Bob and David thing, man. This is amazing. amazing. That is the greatest title first, because... And, and stop me if I'm wrong in this story, but it's of course the guys from Mr. Show, mm -hmm. which is now which was on HBO. So I believe they still own Mr. Show. They own like everything. So yeah. it, was it was Mr. Called, show with Bob yeah. and David, and now because they can't get Mr. Show, they just call the show with Bob and David <laughs> because they couldn't take their names. Yeah, yeah. That's, the yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> but I will miss the theme name. though because they probably uh, won't get the theme back. Right? The same band. Okay, oh, so, uh, cool. Chicago band, and I really? can't think of their name right now. That is a great theme song. Yeah. That's like that's like uh, you know, when you think of like Monty Python or Kids in the Hall theme or whatever. Like Mr. Show had another classic. Yeah, yeah. Whenever theme, you know? whenever I hear the HBO like the, the TV fizzling out, yeah. like that's what I always expect yeah. to come on. Like that's <laughs> the theme yeah. I always expect. <laughs> so, what is your uh, involvement? Uh, I uh, wrote on one episode and I'm, I'm in a sketch in another episode. There's four total. There's four episodes total. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Okay. So the and they all dump episodes. at once, right? Like Netflix. All dump at once. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I thought right. it was cool. They released the very first promotional image from the show, and people were so excited. Like, they're hearing these rumors because there was, like, an Instagram that Paul F. Tompkins standing in a room with all, everybody. And yeah, like, yeah. Holy shit, what is going on? And then the very first promotional image is John <laughs> being served uh, by, da by, uh, by David. David and, like, me and Bob are being served by him. And it's... Yeah, that was that was crazy. That was, that was crazy. That was, like, that was the one they used. Like, oh, use one with like Jay. Like, <laughs> don't waste it on me. Now, how do you come into that? Like, I know Bob Odenkirk is an old Second City guy. You've gone through Second City, like uh, yeah, it, many of us at the table. When I when I moved out here, uh, what well, his wife Naomi Odenkirk is my manager. Oh, okay. And uh, I like quickly. Like Bob has an office in her office, like it, their old office, uh, and I would just—I'm a huge Mr. Show fan. Like I got into sketch comedy like 90% because of Mr. Show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I was—I was like a nerd fan. I was like obsessed. I would go in and talk to him whenever I could. And he kind of took Bob's really good at like taking uh like new to town la like sketch comedy guys and girls like under his wing and he was really awesome with me and my buddy mort burke and he brought us in he was like i kind of want to do sketch again and we were like yeah that's that's awesome yeah you should you absolutely should and we we put together this show called the gentleman's club and we kind of we toured with it around la we did like the san francisco sketch fest and yeah, like it was it was really fun. We did a bunch of like fun live shows and that was kind of like it. And then he rebooted Mr. Show. Like that was like like and I I had been in a relationship with him because of I had written with him for like a year during that That's gentleman's so cool. club thing. How was Great. that when you go right with Bob Odenkirk? Or it's, are you what would you are, you, they, it's, it's like you feel like there's no, nothing you can say that's like good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, there's, right? there's no pitch. You, I mean, he, he doesn't make you feel like that. Like I felt like that, like walking into this. And I know my buddy Mort did too. <laughs> you're, you're probably not going to want to do this sketch, but it's about. Yeah, th this is a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> I, did, no, uh, I did pitch one that like he's like, he's so good at like cultivating ideas. Like I pitched a really bad idea for a sketch. <laughs> like. <laughs> 
I was like probably high the night before, and you know, whenever you make notes like at night and you think it's like the best note in the world, and you wake up and it's just like, uh, British guy welcomes people home. <laughs> like, oh God, it was just so good last night. What does it mean? What does it mean? Why didn't I write down every angle? Because I had another angle. On yeah. But no, I, I remember I did pitch a clunker like early on. And he was just like he turned into something. It was like it was great. But then like, you know, it was he's he's just really good at uh, you know tossing things out and. It's a really, really comfortable room to write with him. Now, the, cool. I got to see this show, which was such a thrill, because you're in the show, and yeah. Bob Odenkirk's on stage with you, and you're doing a sketch show, and then David Cross sat next to me. Yeah, oh, this is the, the Gentleman's Club show. Yeah, yeah Gentleman's yeah, Club yeah. show. But there was a sketch that made me laugh so hard, and it was, can you please explain the premise? And if Maybe it doesn't work in explanation, but I wish there were a recording <laughs> think, of it. I think it might. It's okay. so weird. There's some guys that are planning their future. Yeah. Right? <laughs> It's a the, bunch of kids who are about to graduate about college. To graduate college, yeah. And like one of them, <laughs> a ringleader, like, guys, what the hell are we doing? Like, we, our lives are about to be cemented. We're going to get jobs in like three months after summer's over, and then we're screwed and we're adults. We have a chance here to like do something, and <laughs> make our mark. Yeah, yeah. To, to make our mark. Yeah, let's do it. And we decide to start a band, and uh, like we get like excited about it, but then we get to the point where like. Uh, I'm not that good at bass. And the other guy's like, yeah, I don't really know how to play guitar. I'm like, ah, forget <laughs> it. And then Bob is like, <laughs> is like kind of backstage but through a window. And he's like, yeah. uh, it's a shame they never started that band. And he's like, he's talking to the audience. Yeah. And, and he, 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 doesn't, he doesn't explain who he is. He just, and like we kind of all freeze like while he's talking. And he's like, they would have gone on to been like whatever, the next whatever, like better than Jethro Tull or something, he says. <laughs> And then, like, then we like come up with another idea, and it's like, uh, what if we uh, invent something? Let's let's invent like a dating app, and it's like I forget what it's called, like Rebound or something like that. It's like links people out of relationships. Yeah. And uh, they're like, no, I'm not that good at tech stuff. I'm not good. Bob's like, it's a shame that they didn't invent that app. Would have been the number one dating site. Plus, with all the free time they would have had, with all the money they made, they would have been able to start that band. <laughs> And then there's like a third thing. I forget what the third thing is. <laughs> but the blue of the scene is Bob is like, you may be asking, who am I? Uh, well, I'm just I'm just their neighbor who uh, would listen to them through a hole in their wall, and I would jerk off while they took shits. <laughs> it's, it's the only way I could ejaculate. It's like it's so out of nowhere. This narrator becomes a psychopath. And I remember the, the blow to the sketch was like, we're all kind of sitting there, bummed. We're like, well, what should we do? And like, Bob yells through the wall, "Why didn't you take a shit?" Like that's the end of the sketch. Like it's a nonsense end. Oh, God, it was such a funny. Thank you, thank you for narrating that. I wanted that to live on somewhere besides the night I saw it because. Oh my God. God, such a stupid premise. Uh, yes. <laughs> we carried off like experts so in the craft. <laughs> that is funny. Uh, and so you've, uh, your brother, of course, is Ike Barinholtz. Mm -hmm. You guys did uh, stuff together in Chicago. Are you from, from Chicago? I'm You're from like Chicago. From Chicago. He's yeah. six years older than me. So he's, he's, I mean, if Mr. Show's one of the, like, I got interested in comedy because of, uh, like, improv and stuff because of Ike. And I would, like, go see, like, me and my, like, you know, Fat seventh grade friends would. I was I was fat too. Uh, we, 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 I just still hate them. <laughs> Me and my stupid fat friends ruin everything. Uh, we would go to uh, I O and like watch these shows that we probably didn't understand like ninety percent of. Oh, sure. Um, 
But it was like really, I remember it being like really fun and like cool and like oh this is the scene yeah this yeah. is like exciting this is crazy and like yeah, I O back then in like the late nineties was like <sighs> God it was it was amazing yeah. uh, so I kind of always knew I wanted to do that and then when I when I came out here uh, to visit Ike while I was still in college he was like oh check this out and showed me like the Mr Show VHS tapes and I was like this is this is like a game changer <laughs> and. Uh, so yeah, so I never got to really perform with him in Chicago, uh, just because he was already out here by yeah, then. There's no overlap, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, no over like six years. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Then we've worked together since, like out here and stuff. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Now, I have a bunch of Mr. Show clips. Well, uh, Adam, thought, what should I play? I just thought it was it was uh, okay. So uh, we were we were talking about our favorite Mr. Show, which is like sketches. impossible to pick. It's very impossible to pick. There are a couple of top ones. You named some of my favorites, and since there were no clips of with Bob and David. Oh uh, yeah, to play. Yeah. So I thought, oh, we'll bring a couple of these sketches. If anybody by chance in our audience has not heard of these, what do you have queued up there first, Paul? I have blowjob pre-tape <laughs> audition. One of those. Now go ahead and hit blowjob, because th- there's such masters here. Pre-tape is going to be a. You think it might be a tough one on radio? It might be a tough one. We'll just we'll we'll sum that up and then play that punchline. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I have yeah, that yeah, yeah. second clip because pre-tape and audition no. are my top two favorites. <laughs> yeah. yeah, an audition. Yeah. I have audition. Audition is insane. Oh god, audition. Right, here so comes. Good. Something called blowjob. But see, this is what's great about this is that is when you're beginning a sketch, I just love that how this twists at the end of it. So yeah. you see what they're going for at the beginning. This is their such master. Daniel, you were one of the top in your class at Harvard. The top of my class, sir. That's why you're here. Dan, we like to think of this firm as a big family. We'd like you to be part of our family. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you. Our offer. I think you'll find that it far exceeds any of your other offers. Dan, as a member of this firm, you'll be one of the elite. Life of privilege will be yours. Dan, we would like you to give us a blowjob. <laughs> we would be very proud to have you give us a blowjob. You are our man. A, bl- a blow a blowjob? <laughs> You'll have a very bright future. Country club membership, a house in Glen Ross Estates just across the way from me. A brand new Mercedes, you pick the color. I'm, I'm sorry, a, a blowjob? <laughs> it crosses like, when you watch that sketch, his lip trembles the first time he repeats it. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's like a triple take tremble. Like, it's like you, can't, you can't do it, a human can't do that, but he can. I literally just keep plowing on as the, though it's still the, the, the movie The Client or whatever. But they've, they've, they've just gone past this fact that, of course, he can't get over. because Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, there's one line where I cross is like, uh, I, I I was the top of my class at Harvard. And he's like, then it should be a very good blowjob. Well, what's the best sketch right now? Is it Key and Peele? The, uh, on TV right now? Yeah. yeah they are yeah. great. Those guys are just... I think so. Amy you appeared Schumer. on that, right? Amy Schumer. Oh, Amy Schumer's really oh, good. Oh, yeah, 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 Because yeah. I really... Being a woman, I love that I'll watch something and then she'll uh, have um, something to say about being a woman that I didn't even see coming. It just happened last night. Yeah, she's... She she's, did something that all of a well, sudden Well, she made a reality show out of I a went, breakup. Holy shit. My great breakup. Yeah. And <laughs> it was like they, she had, you know... a. a Guy who was like a breakup planner who came in, he was fabulous. Oh, here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna take you to this restaurant, and he can break up with them. And she was all excited to do it. She learned her lines, and the guy, of course. Was I want to say that last Bob, uh, that last sketch we just listened to. If you just take David Cross and make that a woman, women have dealt with that. 
<laughs> that's a real oh, interview. Yeah. That's, <laughs> exactly. yeah. that's, that's kind off. of amazing. If you just have Amy do that part, you're like, oh. based on her true story. No, we I, <laughs> I saw we saw the sketch uh, Twelve Angry Men Inside oh Amy God. Schumer, it's which amazing. if you haven't seen it, is a it's full amazing. episode. It's one sketch is a full episode, what? and it's Twelve Angry Men. It's really it's black well done. and white. White shirts with black, uh, the, the music, Great the actors. ceiling fans, they're all sweaty and they're Paul laboring. Giamatti. They're laboring over a decision uh, over whether Amy Schumer is hot enough to have her own show. Is she hot enough to have her own oh. show? And, John Hawks. And they Cold all have Bloom. to agree. Uh, and one guy's like, I'd fuck her. And they're like, what? Paul, oh, Paul Giamatti gets all bothered by him. How could you fuck her? And he's like, I'd fuck her. And they have to deliberate. <laughs> Yeah, it's and then the next guy's like, "I would too." What? And then they're like, <laughs> it just goes on. It's twelve angry men. But and, and I was like, well I'm hooked done. into this. And now we've seen like two and a half seasons. I think she's great. There's few, yeah. very, very few clunkers yeah. in that show. The, the sketches yeah. are really the whole thing really where she's sharp. sitting on the couch and she has all of these animals around her. She has turtles and dogs and cats and all, all of them. And she's like, "I'm a celebrity." But I'm not good at taking care of the pets I have, so please take them. <laughs> Someone, just please take my pets. And it's all done like some Sarah McLaughlin. It's Sarah McLaughlin thing. Thing. Saving pets, Save. but it's really just saving them from her. Just save these pets from me. I just want to eat them. They're so cute. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Now, are there many other contenders, though? Key and Peele and Amy Schumer are the only There's two I could really cr- name. Crawl has a show. Oh, Crawl. Oh, yeah. And Crawl's funny, too. Cool, and yeah. and Sh- Schumer's really good. What I love about Key and Peele, which reminds me about Bob and David so much, is... They disappear into the show when you're watching it. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, she doesn't. That's do true. That. She does, and, and which which she can't. The Amy Schumer. Yeah. It's just like yeah. it, like that's yeah. what, and she's so funny. But even like Kroll too. It's like he's yeah. Su- yeah. super funny, but it's like it's Kroll the whole time. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and he's he's, he's his characters are so funny too. I mean, it Jordan becomes donkey teeth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he is donkey, donkey teeth. teeth. I love the structure of some of these are so tight. There's a Key and Peele sketch. What is the one where they're playing the guess that they, they set the timer? It's a one minute sketch. So they have one minute to guess. Uh, oh God, it's some, it's some sort of uh, pop reference, but he it was. Uh, 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 but he comes out as gay. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. Jordan comes out. As, so they're trying to guess. Ricky Martin, right? <laughs> so that's the punchline. But he has, in trying to get him to guess Ricky Martin, Jordan comes out as gay because he's trying to get him to say something like that. Uh, anyway. That's awesome. <laughs> what did you do on the show? Cause you, uh, I did a sketch in this most recent season. Uh, it's uh, where Keegan's uh, a politician who keeps, like, the dick. Dick pics keep getting leaked of him. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the blow to the sketch is he keeps saying he's not doing it. And he's behind a podium the whole time. And then, like... He's like, it was just once, and then, like, I'm a reporter, and I'm like, well, we ha- the New York Times says this one, too. And he's like, okay, it was twice, and like, oh, it was three times. And the bloated is, like, all the reporters get a dick pic text of him, and, like, he steps up from the behind the podium, and he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's sending it. It's really funny. It's really funny. They were so impressive. Now, the, if, I don't know if we want to play another clip, but the... the the pre-tape Colin show is might be the best sketch of all time. It Concept- might be the best conceptually. Okay. conceptually yes. Let's play a little of that. It's it. unbelievable. And then tell people to go find the audition on yeah. YouTube because the audition okay. Yeah. Okay. is classic. The audition, yeah, you have but to they, they, This is good because they played the same game because the setup, you know, here in the pre-tape Colin show, you know, you're leading up to that first call, of course, not being the correct thing, but like that build-up is same thing with the audition. You know? right, here it comes. Good evening and welcome to the pre-taped Colin <laughs> show so where we tape. All our shows a week in advance. I'm your host, Ken Doral, and uh, let's try it again. It's really not that hard, okay? Our topic, once again, is the elderly. Okay. We're, we're taping it now, and it airs next week, okay? So 
If you're watching me talk about the elderly, don't call to talk about it. It's too late. Instead, call about cooking, which is next week's topic. Okay? If you wanted to talk about the elderly, you should have called last week when our pet care show was airing, but we were taping the elderly show. Okay, so here we go. Hello. Hi, Ken. Great show. Thank you. Uh, what can I do for you? Uh, my dog has a disobedient problem. <laughs> okay, and, uh, okay. There you go. <laughs> okay. That's, uh... Of course, that keeps going on, but the brilliant ending oh. is the infinite regress when he pull he starts pulling TV. Go ahead. You... Oh, I'll play it. Yeah, he starts pulling TVs on saying this is what's airing right now, but it goes back each week's show because inside the TV... He pulls another TV. <laughs> no, no, sir. Obviously, your elderly grandmother is the problem because that's what this week's show is about. Yeah, but I'm, I'm watching the show right now. And Idiots! I'm... It's simple. Look at this. This is what's airing right now. The pet care Please, show. Listen, I'm talking about that. Stop talking about racism. We get that all we get long hair. Listen to me. For the last time, crime on the streets happened last week. gone a little better had somebody actually called in, but I guess that's because you won't see me until next week. Oh, well. As soon as we get the kinks worked out here, I'm sure it's going to be a great, great show. Oh, my God. And that's, that's amazing. with Bob and David, uh, November 13th. Yeah, those guys cool. are so funny. There's such a desperation with those guys. It's just... Uh, Bob's assistant... I mean, he's assistant by title, I guess, but he's also like... He makes... He's a filmmaker. He's a really talented guy. He cut together like this five minute video of like all these Mr. Show clips, but done in the style of like a very sad movie. Oh, really? <laughs> and it's it's unbelievable. Like you, it's you're it's heartbreaking. It's like because <laughs> these characters they're so good at just playing like God's bottom of the barrel, like worst day of their lives. Like, they're just so good at it. They're so funny. And Odenkirk's so good at anger. So good. So at good anger. at anger. Oh my <laughs> God. Uh, but let's skip to something way different. Yet. We'll get Adam excited. You are in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in your own special yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Which you touches are? Yeah. I did not know this. <laughs> Paul, uh, you've done research? I think I I think I brought you uh, up to speed once on the one-shots. Mm-hmm. Sure, the Marvel one-shots. Yes, I love those. He's in the uh, Agent Carter one. You're yeah. in the Agent Carter one-shots? Yeah. 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 I'm going to watch this again. Yeah, it's uh, it's very quick. I like, I, I, I hand her a file and... No way. Yeah. That's, was, that's, I think, the best one. Well, the Iron Man 3 one shot is pretty great. I haven't seen that one. Oh, oh. yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool. After and the, ma- the fake Mandarin's in jail. It's really good. Oh, man. Yeah. It's great it because they kind of ruined the car- the comic book Mandarin by making it the, the, the guy be a fake Mandarin, and people were complaining. Well, he finds out in prison, no, there is a real Mandarin, and it turns out you took his name, and we're all disciples of his. Oh, man. And he's not happy. And he's not happy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, then Kingsley so gets to shuffle. Yeah, oh, that's cool. awesome. Yeah, but yeah, you're in the, the Agent Carter one's really good too. Yeah, that first is, shows so cool. her off, you know, as, as before the TV show came Basically, out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The show, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Bradley Whitford is in that too. He's really Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, that's awesome. yeah. 
<laughs> and hanging out with something the, to behold. Bob and Dave. Something to behold. <laughs> uh, oh, and I want to talk really quickly about director's cut. Oh yeah. Uh, sp- explain me that. It's uh, because this has Penn and Teller. So yeah. it's coming all oh. around into a big thing. With the and two. I had a show called Director's Yeah. Club. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Like 1996. <laughs> this, yeah. this thing is, uh, my cousin Adam Rifkin made the movie. And We've had Adam, Adam we on the show. Adam on the show. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, that's our cousin. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. He was amazing. He was the one who did... Um, Giuseppe makes a movie? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Hi, my God. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me on. He was so cool. <laughs> yeah, I liked him a lot. I love Adam's the best. He's yeah, awesome. yeah. He's great, yeah. Uh, he's like, awesome. like, yeah, he, I mean, he is a film guy. He's, he's awesome. But he really when he is. was on here, didn't you talk to him about it, some Penn and Teller project he's got coming? Yeah, That's he, probably he, what he directed yeah. Penn's movie. Yeah, that, yeah. And that it's, it's called is, Make Make Penn Bad, I think is what, like, the the hashtag was or whatever. Yeah. And it's director's cut. It's, it's so weird, but so cool. It's like... It's a movie within a movie. So essentially, like the the plot of it is like you know, I mean, without giving anything away, it's he, yeah, uh, uh, they crowd they they and they did crowdfund to make this movie. So oh, wow. uh, there's all these people on set who like they you know a thousand dollars got you a line or a producer tag <laughs> or whatever it is. Nice. And with so they crowdfunded to make this to make the actual movie. The movie within the movie is like this like cheesy cop drama where they're hunting a serial killer. But the actual movie is uh, Penn plays one of the crowdfunders, and he is obsessed with the star, the, the female star Missy Pyle. Oh, and oh, cool. so what he does is he gets the footage of the movie, and like, like he's a creep. He like uh, he bow fingers it right. Exactly. <laughs> he he takes all the footage and is yeah. like, I'm gonna have my cut, and like it's like yeah, it's a very like he's like a very creepy stalker character in it, and. It's, yeah, because I remember great. Adam explaining that he falls in love with the ingenue and then yes. tries to put himself in the movie with her. Exactly. But you're explaining it on an even deeper level, level which it is a crowdfunded production, oh. and that's a so reality he, background that exactly. they're using. So that's he's, amazing. So he's one of the crowdfunders. His character is a guy who's a crowdfunder. <laughs> did, you see, awesome. did you see Shooting the Warwicks? Oh yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. as if he hadn't gone like all oh, crazy meta so enough. Great. Oh Adam yeah, like, oh absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah like, it's it's fantastic. He's like Christopher Nolaning these things and like okay, yeah. and a guy tells this story backwards, you know. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, he's awesome. He's and awesome. is that in posters coming out soon? Or? That's coming out. Uh, I think they have uh, they have a cut of it for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it's coming out soon. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you what we ask everybody on this show. Oh, yes. And I'm delighted to know the we answer We ask already. everybody if they're related to Adam Rifkin. Yeah. <laughs> so. so narrow. You've had two guesses. <laughs> <laughs> we have. All we have. right. We have. What's your favorite movie of all time? My favorite movie of all time is uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. There it is. It's my number one. Congratulations. Right. We've often wondered You've what the right correctly. answer is. That's yeah. the right answer. Oh, so good. Or, so good. Or Ghostbusters, but that was good. Though. Now, you <laughs> are. Kara would have accepted Ghostbusters. Yeah. Now, now, that is, uh, for many years, that was my favorite movie. I kind of moved Star Wars back up lately. But uh, but Paul and I uh, had that in common when we first met. We talked to Raiders and everything like that. Now, we're exactly the right age to see that in the theaters. So how did Raiders become your favorite movie? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Right. Because, uh, so the first. Indiana that I saw in the theater was Last Crusade. Okay. Uh, so I was like, I think seven or eight when that came out. Uh, but we saw the like the VHS of Indiana Jones. Yeah. And uh, for Halloween, we had two costumes in my house. And it was uh, <laughs> Freddy Krueger and Indiana Jones. And Halloween, <laughs> uh, in, in a Jewish household, it's a Halloween. There's also Purim when you dress up. 
<laughs> so, so it's twice a week year you got to do it. And Ike and I would essentially trade off, be like, all right, you're Freddy this year. I'm Indiana Jones <laughs> this year. And I, it's, I, I just remember being obsessed with it from the first time I saw that like on VHS. And yeah. like that was it. I went to, I went to college to study archaeology. Like Did that was like, that was, wow. yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then, then the whole thing, like, yeah. Then, then changed, that turned I, out to be really hard. <laughs> <laughs> You're science and shit. <laughs> Dick jokes are much more in my wheelhouse. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that that was, that was, oh, that's cool that it worked guy. on you on VHS. Yeah. 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 That's cool. That is a and, and as you, I'm sure as you progress and, and you're a writer now and, and all this sort of stuff I mean that that movie is just so flawless in its structure and it's unbelievable it just it's a, it amazes me every time I can't yeah believe it. yeah yeah then something new nearly every time yeah, uh, yeah absolutely see, you know like oh there's a guy sleeping there or whatever you know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. or he throws the money oh and you can hear the money okay that's different uh, that might have been changed actually there's, there's something new every time I see it same with <laughs> Ghostbusters these two movies we we saw it again last week and you. For the that, first time, realized go get her, Ray. Callback. Isn't just funny; it's a callback. You know, is sometimes it? you're oh, to what? Yeah, it's to the beginning of the movie. Get her. Get her. Get her. Get her. Get her. I know plan. exactly what to do. Oh. Stay close. I know exactly what to do. Get her, Ray. That's we did better. just we did just have, have Halloween. I watched Ghostbusters. That's a Fred Mowry's tradition. I now I watch that. I watch Ed Wood. Mm-hmm. Like I, I adopt oh, my friends' God, movies that they they watch. That was amazing. Uh, that that movie is such a screenwriting lesson, and I gotta say, anybody that's interested in studying writing, just study the scene with "Is it a star?" the the psychic test of Bill Murray, <laughs> his motivations for that, oh, and how that works out comically, and tells you who he is as a person, is just amazing. Yeah. That's, that's just and the, and then when, then when he gets to the point where well, I love when he shocks the kid and he winks at the girl first, yeah, 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 yeah. you're just like that's amazing. Yeah. And then when he t- the kid says a couple of wavy lines and he's correct, yeah, that's and then. I don't know. Just Sorry, a couple, it's not looking at me. I'm so nervous to say it. I don't know. It's like a couple wavy lines. <laughs> and it is. And Bill Murray still makes it wrong, which yep. is just as a whole other layer. Uh, like, nah, I'm going to shock this. Uh, and did you know that menstruation actually is something that plays into psychic effects? No. Yeah. Are so it's Alice a legitimate question <laughs> that he then gets to put a punchline on. And Paul on. was saying that uh, my when she says, my uncle thought he was St. Jerome. Do you know who St. Jerome is? No. no. Patron saint of libraries. Oh. This movie is like Whoa. exceptionally well written. Well written, dudes. Yeah. So there you go, the two so greatest movies of all time. It seems like we've moved into. What did you see this week? <laughs> all right, so we got the uh, Adams Ghostbuster screening. Bart, tell us all about Ed Wood. You watch it every. I, I did. I did. I did. Every I watch Halloween. Ed Wood every uh, every Halloween. I make my big bowl of popcorn. I buy my uh, two pound bag of M and M's, and I put in Ed Wood, and I watch Ed Wood. <laughs> it's I just, such a good movie. I, one of the things that I love about Ed Wood um, it, that I noticed recently is that um, uh, Tor Johnson um, bumps into things every time he is coming in or out of a like scene. Long before they mention it as the long joke. Of, yes, if you pay attention, and, and the line in the movie is, uh, there, there's a scene where he's directing Tor, Tor, you've got to get across the room, and he's crossing the room, and he tries to exit through the door, and he bumps into the wall, and he goes through the door, and, and the director of photography says, do you want to do another take? And, and Ed Wood says, no, no, I think that's a challenge he'd have it in, in real life every day. And then if you watch the rest of the movie, every scene he's in, he bumps into something. That 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 movie is just oh. absolutely one of my uh, pure delights. But I did want to bring up another movie that I watched over Halloween weekend, which was Halloween. I almost watched it Halloween night. It's ridiculously scary and good. And I'm wondering if it's because the older it gets, the odder and weirder that time is. 
um, of filmmaking because it wasn't slick, it wasn't clever, it wasn't highly produced. There is some scary shit that takes place at four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, right. Like just the walking hedgerow. home. The hedgerow. Yeah. The hedgerow. Yeah. Yeah. The hedgerow? Walking oh down in the afternoon, and yeah. there's and there's almost no blood in it. But the thing I love absolutely most. And I don't know if Paul saw this posting on Facebook. Is Donald Pleasance? Mm-hmm. Whenever he is talking about Michael Myers, <laughs> he is unequivocally telling you how horrible this man is. <laughs> There's no room for it at all. The guy's like, his eyes uh, and well, I saw nothing but evil. yeah, exactly. Um, well, uh, he, like he at the beginning of the movie, he refers to Michael as it. Mm-hmm. And, and she goes, well, can't we call him him? Well, no, I don't think he's human. And every time somebody comes to him and says, well, what's going on? He's like, let me tell you how horrible this human being is. He's, he's, he's literally evil. I just thought it was purely uh, a joy to see that. I don't, know if, I don't know if it became funny for me later on, but it was every – he's talking to the cop. And he's just so like, look, guy, you don't understand. This man will kill everybody. It will, he is soulless. <laughs> You're right that that and Texas Chainsaw Massacre benefit from the gritty 70s oh, yeah. lack of filmmaking uh, oh. uh, slickness. And I know what I want to say word. about the dialogue is that it it feels clunky, but what you notice, I think, is that it's more natural. That's more how people would talk back then. But one of the things I noticed is that creepy. is that the way people talk, it, if you listen to how people talk in the real world, it's not smooth. No. It's clunky and odd, and they don't finish their sentences. And, and they do stutter. And, and they, they stutter, and their things. thoughts aren't yeah. well put together. And I think we've gotten so used to like the Aaron Sorkin dialogue, just like the really slick, slick yeah. everyone has an answer, everyone has the next thing to say. That's not how these things were written, and that's certainly not how, how they were performed, and it adds such a realism to it. Jaws does that too. Yes, they stutter Movies and they have trouble there. getting the words out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sentences don't always make sense, and yeah. they're not as cl- they're not all clever. They inject a realism to them. There's yes. like a natural cadence and stuff like. Yeah, it's yeah. why the not scary farm is scarier than the Universal Hollywood Horror Nights. Oh, because I agree with you 100%. Because it, you know, it's like it's all produced in Hollywood, and then like it, not scary farmers, like there could be some weirdos out there just sneaking <laughs> yeah. and, and might stab you. Like there's, 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 there's real universal, there. universal wins for production design. The yes. production design yes. is fantastic. Absolutely. The actors are better, and then nuts. It's like, I'm going to wander in here, and I think it's there's part of the weird, I think it's part of the park. There's some like bad kids from the inland who like drove in, and, like, we're going to. Stab some people. Oh, <laughs> like <it's> something. Like, <laughs> like a bad, went, bad night. I went to a state fair in Carbondale, oh, Illinois, and I rode one of their their these giant rides or whatever. But you realize, like, these are put together by people who throw the whole thing flat on a truck and then yeah. drive to the yeah, next town. Yeah, when you see those driving the highway, you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> never. <laughs> yeah. So I realized I was frightened because whoever put this together could be a maniac. Like, it, yeah. it wasn't the ride at all. I was just like, the construction of this is so... <laughs> a lot of those guys are right out of prison because it's the only job they can get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I only go to I only go on rides that are permanently yep. fixed to the ground. To the ground. <laughs> That's exactly. Whoever highlighted these books could have been a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you see, John? Uh, I saw uh, The Gift. Oh. oh. The Gift is great, I right? Really it. interesting. Oh. Really good. Blumhouse really production. Loved Big it. fan. Loved it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And there's a, there's supposedly like a big twist at the end. Jason Bateman, too, Jason don't. Yeah, there's and and Joel Egerton is. What's in the box? Oh. What's in the box? Um, Joel Egerton is, is, is amazing. He's amazing. Okay. Absolutely amazing. He and he wrote and directed that. Amazing. Yeah. Like, oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. It's just it's it, it's yeah it's. I, I love that movie. But the suspenseful thing of like he just keeps showing up and then he won't kind of. It's the type lives. of scary that like really gets me nowadays. I think like back yeah. in the day, like uh, Halloween stuff did get me more, but like, but anything that's like past like the realm of like you know reality, 
Like, like ghosts don't really scare me anymore. Yeah. You know, demons. It's like, ah, okay. Like a guy that won't leave your house. Yeah, like a, <laughs> a, a, a creep. A, a, and it's like, and you know, the, the jumping off, this doesn't give anything away, but the jumping off premises is Bateman runs into Egerton and, it's, and they know each other from like high school or middle school. Yeah. That's like, and like that, like, I don't know, that like, <laughs> really got me. Like, yeah. there's like people who like, Some like people that can happen. Back They're all over Facebook. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know how to get like rid of people too. Like if that happened to me, like that person would be at my house for dinner because I don't know how to like delivering say cheese no. at nine o'clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'd be bringing me cheese. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like that that one really got me, and it was just it was shot really well. And you you guys saw it? Yeah, oh, we did. Yeah, two of us. I don't think they. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, so good. It's and great. Jason Bateman's character, his story. <gasps> yes, oh, and like oh, a great character for him to play. Oh, yeah, like, yeah he's, surprising. He's one character. of the only people that can play that because yeah. that you know what I'm it's perfect. It's oh, perfect. Because yeah. in this or that comedy, he's kind of a dick. And now when it's not a comedy, oh, he's oh, good he's at being a dick. That's yeah. right. Kind of a dick. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's authentic. Yeah, that's good. Don't give it away. It's no, it's surprised. Yeah. It's surprisingly successful casting from everybody. I mean, yeah. Edgerton, you wouldn't expect to God, uh, he's pull so something off like that. So good. <laughs> you know, so yeah. Good. When it seems like he's going for leading man and then just turn around and be sort of a yeah. seedy, creepy thing Hoffman might have played in the six mm-hmm. in the seventies or something. Yeah, God, I love him. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, I'm was excited good. to see how nervous he makes me as an audience member because there's something broiling underneath him. Right? There's a, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. He's just a warning signs or red flags all over that. Yeah, that, guy, I, right? that, <laughs> I wish that performed better at the box office. Yeah. I mean, I think it did okay, but I don't. You know, no one was wasn't sweeping the country with conversation, yeah. which is a shame because it's quite good. Well, yeah. Blumhouse keeps their budgets low. I'm sure it did. They okay. do. And like yeah. they are single location again, I think too, they shot that other one that I just saw is uh, as creep. Oh, okay. I don't know. Is that's them? I think that's them. Okay. I think that's creep. With, I don't know this movie. It's with, uh, 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 Duplass. Oh, okay. Duplass is in it. And it's, uh, it's like a found footage movie and oh. it's, it's, it's really good. Again, it's another one where it's like a very, it could happen. Like they that. took found footage and made it interesting because I could get tired. <laughs> the visit was really good with found footage, but then it seems like there's a hundred found footage. There's movies. so many, and this one, like, again, it's this is like th- they made this for nothing, and like, yeah. it, it's it, cool. I yeah. have to check that out too. I'm, it's I'm way it, it's my it's it's a new. I don't say it's a new take on found footage, but it's. Uh, <laughs> But it's good. It's it's it it's, it's in this one they lose it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's lost footage. Lost footage. <laughs> and you just go to the theater. It's like an Ed Wood idea. <laughs> in this one they lose it. Lose it. <laughs> Did you? Everyone's finding footage. We lose it. You'd mentioned you might see Entourage. Did you end up seeing it? Yep. Saw it last night. So did I. Oh my god. And how is it, gentlemen? Well, I wanted to, I wanted to see it specifically because I've never seen the television show. Oh, oh well, that's so gotta I wanted be to see how it worked I, I, on. And me. you don't need to, especially because they did that thing, which is like the worst thing that movies that are TV shows that they then become movies do, which is like, because I mean, the the biggest concern I'm sure while they're making is like it's got to be relatable to people who didn't see the TV show. So the first ten minutes of the movie is like. He just shoving backstory down your yeah. throat. But they did it interesting. I thought through the Piers Morgan interview, because uh, yeah. if you've watched the show, Vincent Chase, the lead guy now, is going to wants to direct his own movie, and they're talking about the success they've had, since, I guess, since the show went off. And, and they're all involved in the production, the, uh, every guy in the entourage, and they tell you how, and they tell you what they're all about. Except, from what I'm told, uh, that's incorrect. Like, I was talking about the womanizer, Eric, the womanizer, and they're like, well, he's not a womanizer on the show, though, but it seems like in the movie, he's sleeping around with all these different women. Is it's, that a... Is that a uh, yeah, it's such a weird, like, that. that's a weird new thing in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it is really weird. And it's also like... It seemed natural to me, but people went, they did what? No, that's not how he is. And that's another yeah. thing, like, that guy, like, 
<laughs> that guy in real life, like, it's like another, like, bullshit Hollywood thing of, like, these beautiful women are throwing themselves at him. Like, this little, like, <laughs> little, like, nothing dude. He's like, hey, guys. Hey. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Is it just because he's a producer, I guess? Yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe it does happen real it, 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 it seemed like the Wolf of Wall the Wolf of Sunset Strip. To yeah. me, the wolves of Sunset Street. It's just done so just cheesy. Like, like, there's a scene where like uh, uh, Pharrell shows up to the party, uh, and they, they're not going to do their screening. <laughs> they ask him to like, "Hey, you want to perform for all of us?" It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that saves the party. Like, that's come on. Yeah, yeah. God, uh, yeah. I liked uh, Ari, and I guess I'm supposed to because he's uh, a badass, right? He's yeah, he's he got all the great dialogue. He got all the great. Piven kills that role like yeah. almost too like, too much because and not like overacting like he kills it in a way where it's just like oh god he's pretty, he may be a monster he's very he's very good at it um, I mean he's, bar- he's pretty much buried guy playing an agent like that role if you're gonna put a guy playing an agent you're really gonna oh will he be like Ari because he's, he's, he's closed he the book killed it, it, right? he yeah. killed it he, he killed it and then Haley Joel Osment's pretty good in it yeah, Joel been like he's he's finding it. Yeah, but that else. whole storyline is strange. It's just there's there's so many things that they try like in one minute they're like walking on the Paramount set and like or whatever Sony set wherever they are and then the next scene they're in like the ER in a hospital like delivering a baby. It's like yeah, it's, ba- it's, the baby it's, was it's like crazy and no yeah. friends in L.A. give a shit about each other's babies that much like none of them do. Yeah, they all. I gotta get to the hospital like they're like nah. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> an hour half away. I'll see a picture. Yeah. Oh God, God and and also. Every scene is them running into celebrities. <laughs> it's, just like, it's, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. That sounds off the rails in the way I would hope it would kind of go. Yeah, it, I mean, it can't be a good movie, and it's probably you know, yeah. Because I, how long was the show be... on on HBO? Was it's it a half half hour? hour? Yeah. Oh, it is okay because it plays like a sitcom. I yeah, mean, it, it, does. it just goes from ding 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 and it gets the jokes out and doesn't have time for any of the stuff that a lot of HBO shows now have yeah. had as far as developing real characters and having a lot yeah, of I, mean, I watched the first three seasons or something like that and yeah. everything's fine by the end of every episode it's like we solved they all, the, we they solved the problem Entourage like was fun like it was it was like guilty pleasure fun for it like was, for was. like the first half of its run and then it got like and it got crazy yeah, then there was like drugs serious. and stuff and it kind of yeah, just, just yeah. killed like, it yeah. it got nuts I've heard I, I will say the best thing about the movie and that the opening credit sequence how they shot that was awesome yeah yeah, yeah. it's like it's everyone's names and stuff like uh, on every different like famous LA on the Orpheum mark. marquee, yeah, of yeah, the yeah, Hollywood yeah. Hills at LAX, yeah, like, like that opening they used with the, where the name, it's, were, but it's the, it's the same one as the show, but it's an extended because it's okay. it's filmed it's like a minute and a half yeah. longer, and it's it's great. By the way, I just love the joke in Arrested Development that they go to a bar called with Jeremy Piven because that is written on the front of a bar. In oh, the yeah. front of Entourage, and the bar they go to in Rust Development is the bar called with Jeremy Piven. Like that was a real bar they shot for the show. Uh, <laughs> that's an amazing joke. Karen and I went to see a uh, very unique screening. Every year I like to see like Bart watches Ed Wood, The Nightmare Before Christmas, mm. and we went to a screening of it at the Hollywood Bowl. This is amazing. With live accompaniment by Danny Elfman Danny and Elfman. the that's LA Philharmonic. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. really cool. Wow. If I'm gonna watch it. 
you know, every year. I would, I'm very happy that one year is different than every Yeah, that's other. a good way to watch yeah, it. Yeah, that's a good way to watch it. I thought it was cool. I went Damn. to see a 3D one year, you know, in the theater. If, oh, if, okay. I, if not, if I don't get to it, then when I'm taking the tree down, you know, I just, I'll put that on yeah, the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to get it in, right? <laughs> in but this was clearly <laughs> the best way to see this. It was really I fun. I do think that one thing that really kind of uh, stayed with me from the viewing was that they had um, different backup singers come out there, these six people that did all the little... Um, the, the different voices on the characters, the especially the, yeah, the, the choir, choir voices, sort of. Yeah. They had the choir there, but you know the featured voices of yeah. the things about like is it dead? You know those little guys who go by on the going yeah. la 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 la. Well, some of the songs but, have like twelve different people saying right, exactly. and they do yeah. multiple voices Tear each person. But what <laughs> I took away from it is it Propes, Greg Propes, Proops, yeah. Proops. Why does he wear a fez? Why does that happen? I don't know. Explain to me. Someone explain to me. Wearing a fez. I've never seen him not wear a fez. Oh. Anybody? Is he a shrine? Really? Is that his thing? Yeah. The comedian Greg Proops or the host of Lost? Or the comedian. Yeah, Jeff Proops or Jeff, Greg Proops? Yeah, Jeff Proops. Greg Proops. <laughs> no, Jeff Proops doesn't which wear a fez. Think, yeah, which one do you think is wearing? <laughs> it wasn't Lost. What would I mean? Survivor. 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 I got everything wrong on that I don't know if he's a mason. I don't know what's going on, but there he is in the Hollywood Bowl singing and wearing a fez. As long as he exits in the little tiny car. He did come in the car. As long as he arrives and exits that way, I'm fine with it. And he was raising money for children. Well, they brought out Ken Page, the original Oogie Boogie. They brought out Catherine O'Hara to do her song. Fantastic. She was dressed like Beetlejuice. He closed the whole night with. Uh, dead man's party, which he hadn't oh, sang in 20 years, what? I guess. Yeah, since Uncle Blanco broke up. But, yeah. um, the, back to school. That was in back to school. Wasn't back to school. But they yeah. played, but they played through everything. The the, the orchestra. They I, it looks like they played clips, but left only the voices and sound effects. Yeah, they pulled not just the song so they could sing them live, but the score. And it's the whole score. The whole movie was on. They would stop do a song. Pick up again with the movie, and the whole score was live all night. Man, that orchestra worked overtime. That's great. They were great. That's awesome. They were cool. So cool. Uh, this morning, I went to see Bridge of Spies. Is it good? It is good. Yeah. Yeah, it is good. It reminds me of a 70s movie. It really doesn't have a lot of Spielbergian cool. flair yeah. okay. that you used to from the... 80s and 90s. How much of the movie is overseas? Like, is it like that's the thing? It's almost like two movies because yeah. it's the whole mm. he has to defend. Tom Hanks plays a guy who has to defend a accused Russian spy in 1957, which yeah. is not easy. Of course, the yeah. whole country is against you and wants to hang the guy. Uh-huh. Um, and then it becomes a prisoner exchange movie where he has to go to Germany and exchange for one of our spies, this guy who he's been defending. Um, the Cone Brothers. Remember we talked about they, they co-wrote this, this, but script. you wouldn't know it. But every now and then you do, <laughs> you know, like he, like the CIA wants to talk to Tom Hanks, so they sit down and and uh, they say, "Listen, you know, they're, they're basically telling him find the guy guilty." Yeah. He's like, "What have you been talking about?" And he's like, "Well, okay, this is client attorney privilege. I can't tell you what we've been talking about, even if you're the CIA." So he says, "We're not having this conversation." And the guy goes, "I know." He says, no, we're not having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's not CIA speak. You know, it's like, uh, but Hanks does talk. It. Hanks does drop a lot of platitudes. I mean, we mm-hmm. talked about that mm-hmm. on the show. That mm-hmm. nearly everything he says could be a baby. button or a, a, yeah. a meme or something. You know, it's all like <laughs> well, this country is da 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 da, and we this is what we stand for, and we need to show them who we are, and all that kind of stuff. But it's all done very well. It's not over the top. It's not a John Williams score. It's Thomas Newman. Oh, really? So it, that means Wait, is that the first time ever? Perhaps. Yeah, maybe. 
John Williams is busy doing Star Wars, maybe. He's busy doing Star uh-huh. Wars. I have a feeling. Not Randy Newman? Thomas Newman? Thomas Newman <laughs> from WALL-E and, yeah, and all that. But um, Which means br- the score is brilliant, yet doesn't have a memorable theme. Yeah, there you go. That's the problem. <laughs> but Hanks is predict- predictably great. That guy's just, he can play anything and be authentic. He's awesome. It's crazy. It's crazy how uh, he's authentic in this, and he's authentic. In Catch Me If You Can and Road to Perdition. Our and little Splash. I mean, it's amazing. And Splash. And Splash. <laughs> you buy him in Splash, and you buy him in, uh, you know, and it, he's so good. And it keeps being a surprise. Like, I don't know why mentally I go back to a pre-Forrest Gump where I'm like, oh, but Tom Hanks can really act. I mean, I just really, really know that by now. Yeah. But every time you bring something new to it, you're like, he's bringing something else to them. And I should tell you, I went to Pasadena and saw this movie at a place called I Pick. And I guess they're around the country, but I went so to I they give you today. a pillow and a blanket, right? They give you a pillow and a blanket. <laughs> oh. There's 40 seats because they're all spread out, and they're all huge and luxurious, yeah, yeah. and they kick back, and your feet go up, and you've got a place to put all your stuff. And Was that used to be, did that used to be called Gold Star Theaters? I think so. Yes, yeah. that's where I saw. Just off of Colorado? <laughs> that's where I saw um, Burlesque with the uh, with the Russian gymnast. Oh, we had, you uh, go downstairs? <laughs> yeah. So, well, man, but they decked this place out. You could just go hang out there, and it's like you're in a nightclub. And then, you, But <laughs> there's also the, six or seven theaters. Only reason theaters. I'm seeing Burlesque, Karen. Yeah. Because she can bend <laughs> Because backwards. the Russian gymnast wanted to go see Cowboys and Aliens, and yeah. John was explaining... <laughs> Cowboys and wow. Aliens was his first date. That was the, my first date with my my fiance. <laughs> oh yeah, and we I mean we can never have it back. It was like it was that and get it back. Then Shark Night 3D. Oh my god! And then we saw Drive. So it was like okay, we okay. saw one that we liked, and then. But I love how yeah. you have to have veneration for Cowboys and Aliens, which nobody else does. Yeah. No one, no one, <laughs> not even Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig's like I, I never made that. <laughs> but look, can we get, can we get back to talking about the Spectre, please? Thank you. <laughs> um, but so anyway, this play—I mean, you want luxury. This is the luxurious. I'm curious to way try to, it. You, you could spend one hundred twenty dollars on a night at the movies. They bring you food. They bring you booze. What's yeah, it, what's which, the ticket? Like we went at eleven thirty-two dollars. Thirty-two dollars. Okay. Yes. We went at eleven fifteen in the morning. Me and a friend of mine who works there. So she was. She can bring a guest. I'm like, yes, I want to experience this <laughs> and not spend thirty-two dollars. Um, so there were no. There was no one else there this early. So we didn't. I didn't get the experience of people walking up and down the aisle serving food and getting mm. in my way. I'm sure I would not enjoy it. Paul, yeah. you just pointed out something to me. I spent $64 to see Burlesque. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, I yeah. Wow. But you I had know, to I, choose something. Yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> spent, <laughs> we spent that to see Danny Elfman at the Hollywood Bowl. That seems more than uh, yeah, we spend that go. kind That's of money. Right. Yeah. But, you know, more and more things. Hey, you know, the middle class is disappearing. Everyone's going to start catering to the rich people. All right. Let's get on to. Uh, <laughs> and that's your final thought. Wait, moving on. Give, me the, give me the New Beverly uh, report. Well, the big report on the New Beverly is that they've released another calendar, the November calendar. Oh. It's not just a calendar, it's a cultural event. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this one, it's as though it's as though New Beverly is a woman that I, I am definitely definitely going to marry but she thinks I'm about to break up with her and she's just trying to impress me <laughs> this month is a John Cassavetes he's my favorite actor a John Cassavetes as an actor festival and not as a director no ah, actor and uh, on Friday November the 13th they are showing the eight Paramount Friday the 13th movies from 730 at night until Whoa. whatever time that would be in the next day oh I'm a huge God. Friday 13th fan I deliberately did not watch them for Halloween because I have all of those movies to watch and I was watching football I was watching the Bengals uh, beat the uh, uh, Steelers and uh, I had to stop and I missed a great play because it was like 1201 and I was like this is selling out <laughs> I'm on my phone getting my Friday the 13th marathon tickets and you can buy one ticket and it will hold you over for all of them yeah yeah, yeah. <gasps> 20- seven bucks gets you 13 no 20 
for the special for oh the twenty movies. Still, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh my god. Still, but, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, seeing them all in the theater. Are I've they going? They doing the, Freddy and Jason or no? No, no, no. They're Paramount just going only. through uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> so no, no Jason X. No I Jason X. A Muppet's no Jason show X. Up. No Jason X. Just Kermit's gonna be in that movie. Is that J Lo's one? J Lo's in Jason Takes Manhattan. I think J Lo's in Jason. All right, well, listen, it's time to wrap up the show the best way we know how with Karen's weekly look at the birthdays of those who make the movies. It's Karen's birthdays. Take it away. She haven't dropped any names yet in the big wig, so if she mentioned anybody here, and you know, tell us a story. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's start off our week of birthday by wishing a very happy birthday to Miss Tony Collette. Ooh, hubba hubba. Who turns 43, but can play anywhere from 25 pounds overweight in, in her shoes to 40 pounds overweight for Muriel's wedding. She put her foot down and said, I'm not gaining weight for movie roles anymore. So... <laughs> Good what a brave her. woman. I know. She's like, screw that. It's a pain in the ass. According to IMDb, at now the age of 11, she showed her phenomenal acting skills when she faked appendicitis out of boredom and <laughs> longing for attention. Her act was so convincing that doctors had to remove her appendix, even though the test showed nothing was wrong with it, because she was so convincing. Wow. That's well, that is, that is the downside of being an actor. Yeah. <laughs> you really can convince a doctor of anything. Yeah. Or the upside. Do Australia, do they have the uh, universal health care? <laughs> I, I know they have outback A dingo hair. bites out your appendix. <laughs> As of 2014, she's appeared in three films that were nominated for Best Picture Oscar. Can you name those? Yeah, I can tell you one. One. The Go. six six. Yes. Yes. Uh, she should have won that. Muriel's Oscar. wedding. Secrets and Lies. Did no. she get that? that was not nominated. But. <laughs> I loved your confidence, though. It was kind of amazing. <laughs> what else was she in that? Muriel's wedding. Uh, let's see. Nominated for Best Picture. Uh huh. Hmm. She oh, wasn't she in the one with Steve Carell we just saw? Oh, I like how um, you're thinking. Oh, Little Miss yes, Sunshine. Yes, yes, oh, good. Yes. You redeemed yourself. That was good. <laughs> I was going to say Dan in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I might have been right. I'm, I'm calling that movie Pancakes Head <laughs> because that's just that poster. All I can see exactly is him it. laying on pancakes. <laughs> as far as I know, that movie is about him <laughs> laying on pancakes. <laughs> that is all I'll ever know about Dan in real no, life. Wasn't there another one she was in with Steve Carell where they go to the, the, the shore for the for the summer? Do what was that? Underwater? We just talked oh, about uh, the way way back, way way back. back. Yeah, that was not uh, And the other movie was that the was hours. her though, right? The hours. The hours. Oh, oh, the hours. But she also played the mother for two actors who were both nominated for Oscars. Who did she play the mothers for? One's a girl, one's a boy. Abigail Breslin. Yes. And, and Haley Joel Osment. And Haley yep. Joel Osment. Look at that. She's a mother of Oscar nominees. Mm. Entourage Next up. star Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Let's wish a very happy birthday to Ken Kersinger. Do we know who Ken Kersinger is? We, I don't. He turns 55 but can play anywhere from a killer to being killed. He's a stuntman who is famous for playing Jason Voorhees in Freddy vs. Jason. Oh. At six feet five inches, he is the tallest out of the nine actors that have played Jason. See, I didn't I didn't know that that was the one because I thought, oh, well, uh-huh. Ted White plays him in four. I know C.J. Graham plays sure. him yeah, in Kane Hodder. Hodder. Apparently, yeah. you're Kane not going Hodder, to see him in your uh, all-day event because <laughs> you're cutting it off with the Muppet Statement Manhattan. <laughs> but um, during the filming of Freddy vs. Jason, Ken had to undergo some dental work, but it would have taken too long to take off his makeup and his costume and then reapply them. So when he arrived at the dentist's office, he was still dressed as Jason, but without the ho- hockey mask. So I went online to look that up. That is not good. <laughs> not a good look? Uh, not a good look. Uh, I didn't know he had stuff going say, on. Th- not good. Jason's dental work is one of his famously <laughs> fucked up things. <laughs> people, people at the dentist's office thought he was an escaped psychopath and called the police. 
So, note to some producers, if you have emergency dental surgery, you have to tell people that you're coming in costume. Uh, also, when he was asked what he thought about the end of Freddy vs. Jason, who won at the end of that, Adam, you're going to appreciate this. Okay. He said, well, you know, I always say that I did because, you know, there was just more of me physically left than him. <laughs> You know, I kicked his ass. I mean, I kicked his ass right off of his body. And, well, then there was his head. But I got a feeling that maybe it's just the battle and not the war. There you go. There you go. Yeah, so. Well said. Very diplomatic answer. Yeah, very good answer. All right. And lastly, let's wish a very happy birthday to Mr. Lyle Lovett. Oh, oh. 58. Yes, but he can play anywhere from a long, tall Texan to a creepy, tall Texan. Lyle is a Grammy Award-winning musician. He's appeared as an actor in a bunch of Robert Altman films, and his music is all over television and movie soundtracks. So I've wondered if my love, Lyle Lovett, has ever worked with other loves of my life, famous actors and actresses that I adore. So I put together a list, did a little research, and I want you guys to figure out when Lyle Lovett worked with or somehow was associated with Julia Roberts. So you're talking about a song could be in their movie? Could be a or song, or, or it could be acting, or could be association by being marriage. associated. Or well, marriage. Marriage. <laughs> marriage. Well, I think we know they We met started on early on... Pret-a-Porte. Pret-a-Porte. Bart, ready to wear. Ready to wear. <laughs> yes. And they were married for two years, back in 93 to 95. How about my love, Sandra Bullock? I don't know what the question is. Where, How are they related? They can either be in a movie together or Lyle could have done a song oh, oh, oh. on a soundtrack oh, of a movie. Oh, did he do a song in Hope Floats? He did. Oh. He did Smile. Oh, right. yes. That's amazing. How about Harry Connick Jr.? Must got to be Hope Floats again. Well, there's another one. Ah. Oh. Copycat. Time, Copycat. This time, no. <laughs> Lyle was an actor along with Harry Connick Jr. And he also kind of... Oh, Little Man Take. Little Man Take. Angel Sing. Angel Sing. Where there's a picture of him. Don't pretend you've heard of this movie. And he looks like a Ghostbuster. How about Steve Martin? This is a great Spanish one. Spanish prisoner. <laughs> no, that's good, though. Mixed nuts. No. <laughs> he provided Pass Me Not from the movie Leap of Faith. Oh, uh, yes. And how yes. about Bill Murray? Wow. Lyle Lovett and Bill Murray. Yes, Some I looked it up. I looked it up. That is a Mad Dog and Glory. Fantasy. Something, something, broken <laughs> no, flowers. That's good. No, it's never happened, but oh, this is uh. something... <laughs> That happened when I put that in, because it's always fun to Google stuff. Always fun. Good times. I put in Bill Murray and Lyle Lovett together, and this guy, Tony Woodleaf, who I tweeted and told him to listen to the show. I'm mentioning Tony right now. He somehow, for some reason, had a tweet out there, and this is the only thing that would come up when you put in Bill Murray and Lyle Lovett, and the tweet says, only Shakespeare gets me, and Lyle Lovett. <laughs> Probably Bill Murray. <laughs> I'm like, That's Tony, as close as they come. you are my favorite person ever. <laughs> At Tony Woodley. Right. At Tony Woodley. So go. we like him. And then lastly, has he ever worked with Mr. Robert Duvall? I can tell you. The yes. Apostle. He did on The Apostle. Oh. And Bart, oh. you know how much I love when celebrities sing. This is true, John. People ask me all the time, can you tell me two interesting things about Karen Volpe? Yeah. And the first thing I say is, yeah, she did get her hair cut and she looks delightful. Thank you. Thank you. Check uh, out YouTube. Thank you. And secondly, she loves when celebrities sing. I do love it when they <laughs> sing, especially when it's Lyle Love It. So we're going to listen to a little song from The Apostle, and this is called Soldier of the Lord that Lyle uh, Love It wrote. I'm a soldier. I'm a soldier. In the army. In the army of the, of Lord. the Lord. Sorry, Lyle. <laughs> Some of those words were in the title, Karen. <laughs> I just get so excited. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier in the army. I'm a soldier in the army. Love of the him. Lord. I'm a Love soldier in the Sounds exactly army. like this in concert, by the way. Soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> All right, hey, that's time to wrap up the show. Uh, together, we're the Movie Guys. Individually, we are. Sometimes Lee. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at the Movie Guys for daily jokes and links. Also, Facebook.com/slash the Movie Guys, as well as iTunes, Vimeo, YouTube, Funny or Die, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, LinkedIn, all that shit. Thanks to John Barinholtz. Yeah. Where can we find you? Uh, do you do social media and all that nonsense? Yeah, Twitter. At, it's at my name, John Barinholtz. All right. And uh, yeah. Oh, uh, on. Uh, NBC's upcoming show, Superstore. Superstore. Oh. And on the upcoming season of Veep. Oh, look yeah. at you. And, of course, November 13th. And for, that's uh, that's the most with, immediate. With Bob and David. Yeah. yeah. Cool. With Bob and David. Outstanding. So awesome. uh, also, thanks to Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show every week. And as always, we owe everything to Pat Peach. Next week, uh, it's awards season, so they're piling on the dramas. Tr- uh, Trumbo, The 33, By the Sea, and more. Prepare for seriousness. And we will see you then. Thanks for listening. Thanks, John.